Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Top Stories, it's producer Chris, and it is me. Today we pay tribute to one of the best acts of teenage rebellion ever to go down in Bugle history. I take my hat off to then 18-year-old Rory McInnes, as did Andy and John in Bugle issue 69 in March 2009. Top Story this week, and penises on roofs. You see Andy, the Bugle is already changing. It's in LA... And it's already become attention-grabbingly commercial. We are dumbing down. It's happening. Damn this city of fallen angels. It's true, this story is indeed about penises on roofs. An 18-year-old in Britain secretly painted a 60-foot drawing of a phallus on the roof of his parents' £1 million mansion in Berkshire. It was there for around a year before his parents found out. And they've said that they're going to make him clean it off when he gets back from travelling. What a story, Andy. A fortnight ago, it was monkeys who stepped forward to take the Bugle's coveted top story slot and provide much light relief to a world frozen in economic fear. This week, step forward, rooftop penises. What a story. Well, this is unquestionably the new story of the decade, I would say. I mean, there's a global recession. Uh, you can take that. You can take your funky new president in America. Your looming environmental mega-catastrophes, your ongoing wars, the gradual devastation of everything we as a species hold dear. And even that meteorite that's going to destroy the planet Earth next Wednesday. That's a bit of a bugle scoop, that one. But there's only one story in town in the first decade of the third millennium, and that is this boy painting a massive wang on the roof of his parents' mansion. Everything else seems irrelevant now, John. A boy's painted a gigantic Johnson on a big house. And I, <laughs> I think what this goes to show is that when times are at their toughest, John, and when the present is bleak and the future is even bleaker, humankind will go back to basics, back to its roots, and commune with its primeval, prehistoric self and draw a massive cock on something. <laughs> it's happened since the dawn of time, John. Look at the Sir Nabus Giants down in the West Country in England. Started off when a teenage caveman chiselled a giant willy and balls onto his parents' hill. His dad was so embarrassed that he drew a giant man around it and pretended it was religious. Well, so when, no. God, when God was drawing up the blueprint for the human being, John, you know, he'd created something simple, elegant, without too many vulnerable external protuberances. All of a sudden he gets a bit bored, draws a cock and balls on it, giggles, goes to bed, oversleeps and wakes to find out that his over-efficient secretary has already sent the drawing off to be made up into a living being. That's where the problems began. What? 
I'm 31 years old. Why do I find this story so funny? <laughs> we'll put the photo of this up on the website, and I, I heartily encourage you to go and take a look at it, because it truly is a work of art. Michelangelo had the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel and the heavens. This kid had a roof and a massive penis. <laughs> They're basically the same. But for me, this story brings up a number of key questions, Andy. Right, yeah. Like, one, what does this do to the house price? Because <laughs> if they find that it's actually added value, then perhaps people will have to draw massive penises <laughs> on their roofs to compete. These are tough times, Andy, to buyer's market. People used to have the smell of freshly baked bread and coffee to shift a house. Now, it's all about the painted roof penis. <laughs> I think you know, there's another question, uh, John. What okay. on earth... What's the, what is that question? What on earth possessed a teenage boy to paint a massive slong on his parents' roof? And I guess the obvious answer to that is that he's, he's a teenage boy and his parents have a roof. And, you know, nature... <laughs> Nature decreed he was going to draw a penis somewhere. OK, I have another question. Right, okay. In retort to that, Andy, yeah. I'll point out that simply that they had it for an entire year without noticing, yeah. which really makes you think, can anyone truly say they are 100% sure that they don't have a massive penis <laughs> on their roof right now? When was the last time you were up on your roof? A penis could be there right now. <laughs> How does the lesson go? Laugh not at the penis on your neighbour's roof until you're sure that you don't have an even bigger penis on yours. <laughs> it's, it's like one of... It's like one of Aesop's more obscene fables. The ones he wrote when he was drunk late at night. <laughs> How about you, Andy? Can you be absolutely sure you don't have a penis on your roof? I can't be absolutely sure, John, but exactly. I, can, I can verify that no penis-shaped aircraft have landed on my roof by mistake, okay. thinking that was a penis craft pad. But, but I guess, you know, it, there's another way of looking at this, John. Yeah. There's a tangential way of answering your question about whether I've got a penis on my roof. <laughs> and that is that this, it could be a fertility symbol. You know, maybe this lad just wanted to have a, a little younger brother or sister to play with. Right. He was trying to summon the assistance of some primeval divinity to bring fruit to his mother's womb. Who knows? All I do know, John, is that when uh, my wife and I were trying to get pregnant for the first time, we painted uh, a dangler and two nuggets <laughs> on our roof. But unfortunately... At the time, we were living in a downstairs flat. So we had some very angry neighbours from the upstairs flat asking us to replace their living room carpet with something a little <laughs> bit less obscene. Also, the parents here claim that this is their son's doing, but you know, let's be fair, he's not there to defend himself from this charge. Yeah. They could be stitching him up. Let's play <laughs> Columbo for a second here, because this case may be trickier than it initially appears. Could it be they are framing their own son to protect themselves from the truth that they painted a massive <laughs> penis on their own roof and were hoping no one would notice. <laughs> it's the perfect crime. Or was this a more supernatural occurrence? Aliens have been said to regularly swoop down in the middle of the night and create mysterious crop circles. Perhaps they're branching out. They finished their crop circle phase and now experimenting with roofs and penises. <laughs> Well, I've got another explanation for this, John, and I think the boy is guilty of this charge of painting a massive penis on his parents' roof. But I think what it is, John, is it's the pitch... It. <laughs> it's, it's actually the pitch markings from the old English sport of the roof game, which is an early form of football uh, which right. originated on the roof of Eton College Chapel okay. in the 16th century. Yeah. Now, the story goes that an infestation of dry rot resulted in the discoloration of the roofing timbers on the chapel in the shape of the aforementioned anatomia. Uh, and during a decade of flooding, the school was forced to move the entire uh, school operation onto the chapel roof. Now, they started playing the roof game using... 
this this kind of pitch marking that nature had created on their roof. Uh, and now in the roof game, one team defends the Nadge end, named after the two semicircular shapes at one end, which look like an ecclesiastical Nadge, which is a two-headed scepter used by school is chaplains it? in medieval is times. It? Yep. Is it? Right. This team was known as the Nadgers. Um, <laughs> now the other team defended the end nearest the chapel's main bell, or the bell end, where the dry rot fungi had grown bountifully around the outline of a spare bell that had been left on the roof for, uh, after the school campanology society meeting had degenerated into an alcoholic sea of fumbling homeless secularism, um, as is traditional at schools such as Eton. <laughs> so that led to uh, a bell left unattended on the roof on a stormy night. This team, of course, was known as the, the Bell Ends. Now, the attacking side had to use the slope of the roof to curl the ball, which is originally made from the stomach of the school's least popular boy, to curl that around the defenders up the long, narrow centre of the pitch. This process was known as chaffing, as the boys would roll up their school gowns, or shafts, uh, to use as slings to impart extra spin on the ball. Once a team had reached the end of the main central portion of the pitch, its players would shout the word shaft to signal that the, the shafting phase of the attack was complete. On the call of shaft, the attacking team would attempt to score. For the bell ends, this involved scratching the nadgers or tagging each member of the nadger defence with the ball whilst oh, in the nadge zone. Good God. And for the nadgers, a score required them to yank them. No. <laughs> yank the bell ends. In other words, to wrestle the defenders out of the bell end area, leaving an attacking nadger with the ball in the unoccupied zone. Now, of course, neither side scored either a yank or a scratch between 1604 and 1856, making it very like the Eton Wall game. When a successful scratching of the nadgers attracted such nationwide press interest that Queen Victoria and Prince Albert were invited to pop down the road from Windsor Castle to watch a game. Whilst observing from above in the Royal Hat Air Balloon, the professional queen and mother of eight was seen to succumb into fits of giggles, pointing at the outline of the pitch and chuckling to Albert, who himself then began to laugh. Queen Victoria was then seen to apparently grab Albert's nethercots with her royal hand, provoking yet more laughter as the loving couple disappeared from view into the balloon's basket. Albert reappeared briefly, just to sever the cord tethering the balloon to the ground, and the royal balloon floated off somewhat unsteadily, rocking vigorously from side to side to the sounds of lascivious growls from Prince Consort, and ecstatic whoops from Her Majesty. Nine months later, Princess Beatrice was born, but the headmaster and provost of Eton were so disturbed at the moral and psychological devastation wreaked upon the schoolboys from seeing the monarch thraggling her husband, that they instantly banned the roof game from ever happening again. Having viewed the roof from above, and realising that it did in fact look quite like a gentleman's exhibits, they covered the old wooden roof with a giant tarpaulin which currently resides in the Guinness Book of Records as the world's largest posing pouch. And the roof game fell into obscurity until it was just recently heroically resuscitated by this brave young teenager from Berkshire. And of course the terms Nadja, Bellend and Shaft remain in popular usage today. You are a husband and father of two. <laughs> I love my history, John. Is that a crime? It is shameful upon both of us, Andy, that this story has inspired us so much. <laughs> this, has been, this has been the greatest muse of the last 69 bugles. <laughs> well, I think, John, that, you know, it's a depressing world we live in and we have to grasp it. You know, not just good news stories, but fantastic news stories like this. Yeah. I suppose that's true. It's just, it's just, I shocked myself last night <laughs> with how, how many jokes I was inspired to write about this. I have another one just down here. Say, it's a chalk outline. It looks like an active crime scene, Andy. It's like <laughs> a gigantic penis was murdered on their roof. In which case they should leave it alone because clearly it's an ongoing investigation. <laughs> So yes, his parents have said he will have to, uh, uh, the young lad called Rory will have to uh, clean the massive 20 metre prong off the roof himself. But I guess as he does so, he'll be able to console himself that however long he lives, whatever happens in the rest of his life, when he finally prepares to meet his maker, his final thought will be, 
I painted a 60-foot wang on my parents' roof. And he will die a happy man, John. That was another top story. Thanks for listening. Now pop over to the mothership and listen to the last Bugle podcast, as I've, I told you to do last week. It's, it's still the most recent one, the same one. And he's on holiday. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now.